Welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame. I'm Elena. I'm Janet. And joining us today, we have Brian Finley. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hi. How are you guys? We're, I mean, we're doing well. Great. Just, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak for you. I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing great. You're, okay. You win. You win. <laughs> um... Brian, this was your first Hallmark movie. Yeah, first one of all time. Um, but you do love a made-for-TV movie. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I like uh, I like to watch them on occasion and see sort of just some of the craft that went into such films as you know, Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Uh, that's a classic Tori Spelling mm-hmm. one from uh, from the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, late nineties. Um, so yeah, so uh, how exciting to expand your repertoire and and bring you the joy that is the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty excited <laughs> about it, and I and I've done it now, so I I was absolutely pumped to do it. <laughs> well, we're pumped to have you. Um, we watched Frozen in Love. A terrible title. Which is maybe the worst title. It's really bad. Frozen in Love. Um, which is about a hockey player and a bookstore owner. And, and which you would not get from that title. No. Frozen in Love should be the title of what movie? Uh, penguin <laughs> Trainers at the Zoo. Love it. Brian, do you have a... Oh, and then, okay, so there's, like, one penguin mm-hmm. and one zoo. And they're like, oh. we need these penguins to mate. Yeah. So they bring in another penguin from a different zoo, and that penguin's, like, zookeeper comes along. And then there are... and But then the one at the first zoo is, like... What do you mean he came with his own penguin trainer? And then they're like... And the... I want want to jump in. (laughs) And the penguins are being, like, socially awkward. And they're like, they've never seen it modeled. So you guys have to show (laughs) how to bond so that the penguins do. (laughs) So they have to, like, get close. (laughs) Is that what penguins do? I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) But it, it could happen in Show a Hallmark the script. Show how to go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coffee's a big deal. Yeah. I could see, uh, you know, two people who work in the frozen food section at a grocery store. That was where my mind they went could, first. They could definitely, you know, they get mad because yeah. one doesn't fill the ice cream section the right way and the other doesn't <clears throat> stock the frozen pizzas the way they would do it. And it's yeah. just... This constant miscommunication. See, I would also expect, like, rival ice cream shops. Oh, yeah. I thought... I I was thinking Mm -hmm. that, too. Yeah. Because Hallmark loves a rivalry of of two... Of two terrible businesses. Small businesses (laughs) that a small town only needs one of. Yeah. When I heard about... And when Elena told me this was about a hockey player... And a bookstore owner, <laughs> I said, this is cutting edge, you know, meets you've got mail. Which is exactly said, what exact I said thing. to <laughs> Janet. We did telephone of this exact time. 
Turns out it wasn't. And I just thought this is cutting edge. Like this is like a cutting edge film. State of (laughs) pushing the envelope. A little bit. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Avant-garde <laughs> Typical, typical Hallmark. So what happens is there's a bookstore being run by a brother and sister who just inherited it from their parents. Well, not inherited. Their parents are still alive, but... Um, they took over running it from their parents a year ago. Less than a year ago. Less than a year ago, which we don't learn until late in the movie in a very strange way. Yeah. Um, it's failing. And so she, the the sister bookstore owner, Rachel Lee Cook, um, goes from to... The from the 90s. From the 90s. From She's All That. Yeah. And She's All Got a New Face. <laughs> She's got a new nose and a new I, chin. I don't know if it was her face that was different or just how dramatically different her hair was. Because I kept trying to put her 90s hair on her head in my head, and like with my imagination. <laughs> and then it would look like her. Yeah. No. So for me, I think it was the hair. And once you see Rachel Lee Cook's name come up at the beginning... You're just hoping she's going to be in glasses and no one can see her beauty for the whole movie. Which would have been appropriate. I mean, because she's I mean, a little yeah. bookworm. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, they didn't need, they didn't go that route. So I'm, I'm proud of. But everything else about this character was the same. She just you, wanted to yell at people. And did you see that it, Rachel had a writing credit for this film? No! At the top. It was like the story was made by Rachel Lee Cook and someone else. No! Yes! Brian, good good eye. Way to watch him. Yeah. Silent I was five. like, I didn't know she was, you know, writing, doing that. Writing out so. there writing these movies. Huh. She wrote her own vehicle. And this is what she came up with? <laughs> Maybe she's a big You've Got Mail fan. I'll double ch- I mean, yeah, she definitely came up know. as like... You know, something. Wait, she's in it as an actor. Well, I know that. <laughs> no, she wrote it, too. Or, well, okay. All right, we're all looking it up. I'm not. I'm just Don't waiting for worry. other people to do the work. Um, I'm like the character of Janet in this film who just goes, I had my team run the numbers on it. You guys are my team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had my team look into it last night. I'm I not, had she's, my team. She's not... She doesn't have a credit on IMDb. Oh, cool. Does she have a credit for acting? Yes. So she pitched the idea. Oh. Rachel decided to pitch her idea to Hallmark. They loved the idea. And Rick Garman wrote the screenplay that Rachel considers stellar. So she pitched the idea. What are you reading this off of? This is on the Huffington Post. It's an interview (laughs) with Rachel. What? (laughs) She says it's just the craziest thing to have had this germ of an idea and to picture it in my mind and then to be standing on a set that really looks like I meant it in, meant it to in my head. It's the coolest kind of mini power trip in the world. I love the whole experience. It felt really enchanted. Wow. Thanks, Brian. Wow. I... Uh-huh. 
I have what I want to know is what was in her pitch, mm-hmm. and then what did they add? Because, like, the weirdest part to me is the hockey player. The thing is, there's not that much in it that there's anything to add. It's just, like, <laughs> bookstore owner, hockey player, 40th anniversary party. Done. That's all they talk about. <laughs> These movies do not have B stories. It's well, just an A story if, where very little happens. But sometimes they'll throw in the random... And the best friends meet in the last frame, and now they're suddenly in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, the B story, if it's there, mm-hmm. happens in 20 seconds. But, and we didn't get <laughs> and it, And we though. didn't get one, no. Which, which the only B story was, will her parents go on a cruise? <laughs> which we still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. That's but, true. I think they will. Those family dinners were so interesting, because it was like they wanted them to feel really familiar and like razzing and like intimate, like family, family. Mm-hmm. But they didn't ever quite get there. They mm-hmm. all just felt like they were too aware of their appearance or like aware of the cameras or like aware, you know, like it wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. Nothing about those dinners <laughs> felt comfortable enough. To be at that razzing place. No. They seem <laughs> to be a very well-off family, too. Mm-hmm. And yet, they were so strapped for cash with this bookstore. <laughs> Always. And, yeah. like, you could have sold some of that nice furniture. Ha- or, like, downgraded your house. Yeah. I mean, we only saw yeah, the kitchen. Don't beyond your but needs. it looks like a very nice kitchen. Definitely. Yeah. Airbnb so. your living room. Well, and that's why it was so... Like shocking to find out that they had passed on the bookstore within the last year, because it sounded like they were trying to like keep it from their parents that they were like possibly going to go under. But there's no way that they could have run it into the ground in a matter yeah. of months I, without already, them knowing. I think of the B story. <laughs> the parents are actually duping their children. <laughs> <laughs> taking on away with all this money going on cruises <laughs> and the kids are taking all the financial responsibility and all of our capital <laughs> and the parents are like I don't know I guess you're failing <laughs> our love unearthing <laughs> who's going to prison in the Hallmark movies <laughs> And this one, it's the parents. <laughs> yeah, the parents are going to go on that cruise, like, fake their own death. Right. And, and then just live in the Caribbean. <laughs> and they're like, the kids are running the bookstore. We got them. As they, like, laugh at the swim-up bar. Because it's, like, before the year, no problems with the bookstore. Right. Well, this was, the, this was the crazy thing, is that, like, so the... F- Rachel Lee Cook and her brother Tyler are um, super stressed out about it, and they're like, "We need to tell mom and dad." She's like, "No, I don't. I don't want them to know that like we're failing." So finally, like an hour into the movie, they're like, "Listen, mm-hmm. things are really tight. Like, I'm not sure. We're you know we're we're in the red." And the parents were like, "Oh yeah, we're always in the red. Oh yeah, like 
we we, we, str- like, we struggled all we, like we thought about we thought about shutting it down all the time like before we passed it on to you and it was like what and she says we really struggled with if we should shut it down or give it to you guys which is just like <laughs> why did you, you tell them that giving your children a business that's barely profitable yeah wouldn't you want to like tell them that be like listen if you yes. guys want to take this over it's up to you but just so you know here's some harsh realities of the book business well and also did did when they took it <laughs> did over they have... did they not look at the numbers at that <laughs> moment they didn't they were like oh we just got the surprise numbers in that we have yeah the first time we're looking at them in this year oh my like, gosh because that made me mad like at the beginning when tyler's like did you have a chance to look at those year-end reports and she's like yeah, it's not good. I'm like, you don't find that out at the end of the year. <laughs> right. Like, you sort of have a daily sales. <laughs> she just didn't look all year. She's like, I'm going to go look at that until January 2nd right. or something. And then you're like, all right, how much money did we make this year? And then you like hit the space bar and it's like, no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the sound effect that comes out. I have to say, I do enjoy her side of the story more. Mm. Uh, for simple reasons, uh, well, just things that her character does more. Uh, for simple reasons, like when the chocolate chip cookie was brought up mm-hmm. and how it was invented. I loved how she knew the exact book to go to. To find out how it was invented. And that was probably just... Okay, I have to ask a follow-up question. Yeah. Did you find her character likable? Oh, no. So when you say you like her side of the story more, can you be more specific about what you're trying to communicate to me? I loved her just being like, books, books, books. Haven't you ever read a book? Books, (laughs) books, book, book, books. (laughs) And then he's like, no, chocolate chip cookie. And she's like, that's not true. And then she knows the exact book to go to. And when we were watching it, you said, one of you guys yeah. said, like, oh, when she discovers the internet, she's, she's going to gonna... lose her mind. And I thought that was, that was an amazing comment. <laughs> because true. I think that would be a great sequel to Frozen in Love. She discovers Google. She's a librarian. <clears throat> And this is trapped in a book owner's yeah. body. Yeah, like she, her character's a librarian and they just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Like most of the books she read probably wouldn't have been in that bookstore. Like mm-hmm. just her whole like, oh, I'm going to get a reference book on hockey and read about it before I go to hockey <laughs> practice. As like, opposed to Googling it. Yeah. It was so bizarre. She, she reminded me like... Of a secondary character mm. in a sitcom. Like, I'm like, she would be somebody's roommate or neighbor mm-hmm. whose, like, one note thing was that all they did was read. And so she comes in yeah. and, like, pops into a conversation is like, oh, <clears throat> fun fact, I read a book about sword swordsmanship and that's actually called the blah blah blah, and you're like, oh, you. Mm. But she's the main character. Yeah, so it's there's like no if, break from her. It's like if Pride and Prejudice had been about Mary Bennett. 
You don't get that one, Brian? <laughs> I mean, I've read like 40 pages of that. So. Well, it's a top shelf joke. <laughs> it's real on point. Mm-hmm. Just take it from me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, She's a... You're always reading, Elena. Mm-hmm. You true. and your book jokes. Don't you know there's a whole world out there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You remember when she was at her PR friend's office? <laughs> yes. And she saw the snow globe with the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. And she was just so amazed by it. She's like, I've always wanted to go to Paris. <laughs> and... Actually, in that moment, then the so the she has a friend from college who has a PR firm who's going to help out this bookstore. Their relationship friend. was nutso to me. So the yeah. she she was like, "Thanks so much for helping me out with the bookstore." And her PR friend is like Janet. Janet, that's right. Janet is like, "I you got me through my finals in college. It's the least I could do is offer you free PR advice." Forever, For, yeah, no, actually, <laughs> and they have they have no friendship, actual. They so, don't have a single like shared joke or memory. They never laugh. Like that is <laughs> ever the beginning and end of talking about their past. That is like, <laughs> which is why they never have another conversation that's not entirely about the bookstore's current situation. They never catch up, right? <laughs> And, okay, wait. So I think that when she said you got me through finals, what she meant was I bought your tests from you. <laughs> Probably. And if I don't do this, you can like have my degree taken you away. You will expose me <laughs> to the Denver Post. I don't right. Know. They, they were. It was. No they friendship. were super weird. Friends. No, I agree. No friendship at all. Um. So, so yeah. So, Rachel Lee Cook, what was even her name? Mary. Mary. Because oh, the yeah, brother was Tyler, and, Tyler. and the line is, Mary, Tyler, there must be more to that story. <laughs> oh, From our my hilarious gosh. hockey player friend. Why? So, Mary goes <clears throat> to Janet to get some PR advice. Janet has no PR advice. Also, yeah, every time she was like, well, I... After you called me last night, I had my team do some research. <laughs> and if I was on her team, I'd be so mad. Oh, well, yeah. And her team. They're the only... constantly doing random research for her, and then she takes the credit. But the mm-hmm. only research they've done is throw a 40th anniversary party. That's, well, that's the uh, all the research they've done. Yeah, they had to figure out like that they need to be more involved in the community. So there were there were charts that they had that were so <laughs> I forgot about so the cheesy. These giant Wait, charts. No, those were his charts. Yeah, his charts about how he's not popular. Yes. So you're right. Those were his charts. But she had like the same folders for them. I'm yeah. assuming that they also had bad charts. I think for they were like, well. we Googled you and you don't have a Twitter. And she was like, What's Google? <laughs> Do you mean you looked me up in a book? Uh so Janet's like, um, what we need is uh, to get you more involved with the community and like blah, blah, blah. And she was like, here's some things you could do. And Mary's like, those all cost money and I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And Janet was like, okay, well, we'll have to think of something else. I haven't thought of it yet, but I will. Are you with me? <laughs> and she's like, yes, I'm she's like, on board. Yes. It's like, with what? Y- what have you just agreed to? Like, you just got... She gaslighted her. 
completely. <laughs> She's like, it's a deal. She's like, Get great. Out of my office. Sign this contract. <laughs> but it's free PR. Yeah. She doesn't have to pay for anything. The team, however, <clears throat> yes. the hockey team is just going to pay for everything. Yeah, so there is a hockey player. <laughs> right. So what happens Enter is Adam, Adam mm. plays professional hockey for the Denver Royals. He's been suspended from the team because he keeps getting kicked out of games for fighting. He So the hockey team also hired, and they actually hire Janet with money mm-hmm. to rehab his image. And Janet's idea then is for him to hang out with Mary from the bookstore all the time. <laughs> So that, yeah, like it will make him look. So he starts like coaching a hockey team that the bookstore sponsors, and he like goes to book fairs with her and signs books. And then he's going to appear at this 40th anniversary party that they're planning for the bookstore. <laughs> it, it is a terrible plan, it's a really well, weird plan <clears throat> because one. Yeah. Hockey players are known for their tempers. Like, a, a yeah. dude who's getting kicked off the ice is just going to be a rock star. It's one thing if, like, the management and the ownership of the team are mad at him, but I don't think the fans are. No, the fans would love him. So, and even if they were, like, mad, like, who are these the hockey fans who are mad at this guy for fighting and then will be won over by him hanging out? At a bookstore. And then also how, if if his image is so bad, how would that not tank the bookstore? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> how is the bookstore that has no, no one following them enough, <laughs> enough to like buoy his reputation without them going under? Yeah. That... Does not and okay because um, I don't know if you've heard me mention this before, but I used to work at a bookstore. Yeah, um, and I ran events, and every once in a while, like athletes write books. You know, they'll write memoirs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we hated it when they came to the store to do events because the whole crowd that comes is just a bunch of people we're never going to see again. They don't buy books. They just show up to be like, hey, uh, in that game in 1998 in the third quarter, did you get fouled? That is all that happens. And then they all leave without buying anything. And we hate it. They don't buy like the athlete's book? They will buy it on Amazon and then come to the event. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Awkward. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. when she finds out about Amazon, she's, she's gonna be pissed. She's gonna flip. Like I think that's the problem is she doesn't realize that Kindles and stuff even exist. Oh, she's never said like, oh, people are going to digital platforms on books. No. No. She just thinks people are not going to her bookstore. And I feel like that should be in a chart. It's because Janet she has does. a book about quilting on the front table of the bookstore. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about that And moment. not for perhaps the latest Michael Connolly. Yeah, yeah. We have this moment where they meet for the first time before they find out about the PR connection. Mm-hmm. So yes. he runs into this bookstore because he wants to get a cup of coffee. He mm-hmm. needs it. He, oh, man. You know, he sees yeah. it, and I want to say. He sees it from the street and he goes, 
Ugh, bookstore coffee. That's right. Bookstore. And, and I think it's alluding to, you know, maybe he drinks a bit, but the Hallmark movie does not want to touch on that. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think he's hung over. Well, he, he just got kicked out of that hockey game. Yeah, but, yeah, but he, then yeah. he was sleeping on the brother's couch. He didn't go back home. I think, you know, they because just Because the paparazzi was at his house. Mm, but no. He had, had a, he said yeah. something about a rough night. Anyway. Oh, yeah, he got kicked off the ice. <laughs> okay, I, it's fair. It's my theory. It's fair. So we mm. need some coffee. I mean, if I'm... If I believe that the parents are going to prison, sure, he may have had a drink or two. This, that's a fair theory in this world. Um, so, yeah, he goes, bookstore, coffee. And then just goes into the bookstore and is like, I want coffee. She's like, we don't have coffee. And they repeat these lines 12 times. Probably twice. And then, no, definitely oh, more than yeah. twice. He's like, all right, I'll just take the coffee. Four or five. And she's like, we don't have it. He points to the coffee she's drinking. She's like, we do not sell it. He goes, oh, I get it. I have to buy a book. So he just grabs a book, buys the book, then asks for coffee again. And she's like, we do not sell it. He has now bought a quilting book. Um, And they just hate each other. But she hates him first. And I feel like if your bookstore is not doing well and someone walks in who is a potential customer, maybe don't hate them immediately. <laughs> well, you know, he she smells said, like booze. She says hi nicely. She says hi nicely. Yeah. All sales are final also. Don't oh, you think yeah, they could have she could have at least oh, been like, yeah. you know what, you spent nineteen dollars or whatever you spent on this book. Yeah. And been like you can at least exchange it. I mean she shouldn't at least she shouldn't have sold it to him when he's like, Okay, fine, I'll buy a book yeah. first. And then Grace she's like, No, no, if you buy this I'm still not giving you coffee. Like the fact that then she took his money nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. It was not good. I think that she should have gone to the break room and gotten him a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't a human being do room. that? We never she, see a break room. She is drinking coffee. They have a they coffee have like a maker. Coffee she might for live the upstairs. I don't, no one else works at the store. I never saw anyone working there yeah, aside the from her and her brother. Okay. Because anytime there are customers in the store, they just remark upon it, but they never talk to them. <laughs> They're like, not. Look at all these customers. Selling. Let's keep having a small chat with Let's our not PR try to lady. sell anything. Walk around. Minimal. They probably have questions. Hi, can I help you find anything? Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. has a question. Yeah. Yeah, she she sucked. <laughs> and she was just <laughs> she was mean so and angry. High yeah. So mean and angry the whole film. I, not the whole film. She softened up for when sure. She, when they for were the sled last riding, no sled riding. She smiled and enjoyed. Oh yeah, that, that was moment. so out of character. <laughs> that whole scene, I wanted to be in a different movie that I liked because it was. Well, that was maybe harsh. I had fun with you guys tonight, but the sled scene seemed very outside. That was really sweet. Well, outside the film, there were. Can strange... I add, just 
just throw in something off topic. <laughs> Speaking of we can go back sports, <laughs> it sort of has to do with the sleds. Okay. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I watched an episode of Full House the other day where mm-hmm. they go to Hawaii on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite parts about it, so there's a montage of them doing all their Hawaii fun. Mm-hmm. So like they're petting dolphins. At one point, DJ and Stephanie are like, like swimming with Dolph, like they're holding on to fins and sort yeah. of being carried around. It's my nightmare. Um, and then Stephanie's like petting a seal. And the thing I loved about it is that it was clearly the child actor's real reactions because mm-hmm. they were doing these things. Yeah. And also, I was like, <laughs> they're not good actors. So, like, seeing pure joy on their faces, I was like, that's just Candace Cameron riding a dolphin. How fun. And it her. was like, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Wait, how, you're tying this into the sledding. The sledding and how much she loves sledding. Cause, oh, because oh. you think that was her real reaction? Um, I don't know, but maybe. Okay, okay. But it was that similar, like, yeah, burst of joy when you're... Yeah, like, this is fun to watch because they're having fun. I got a little nervous with the sledding because wasn't it, like, a race... Of some sort? Was yes. A, I think the, it was a contest to decorate this, the boxes. So oh, they, they made so sleds out of cardboard boxes. It wasn't a boxes. race at all. I think they did race them. But that was a race. With. And then they had like, they had three people on their sled. And then a lot of like, the shark just had one kid on the sled. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this, you know, the amount of weight on the sled is going to make a difference. Not really a fair competition. That's I was true. just concerned that no one seemed to but, care. Yeah. And then the parents and everyone else that was there was waiting at the bottom of the hill. Not, <laughs> not, not realizing that people were about to sled yeah, into right them. into them. Yeah, not on the side. And got panicked about it at the very last moment. Yeah. When they were like, before they even then started moving. And you know, it's like, such a big, long panic <laughs> until anybody actually got out of the way. I actually had a, a genuine thought of, oh, they should wear helmets while they were sledding. They made the kid wear his helmet. They were wearing oh, them okay. too. Oh. Yeah, the adults. Yeah, the adults were too. How did I have that thought and miss the fact that they were wearing them? <laughs> I've never worn a helmet while sledding. I, okay, so my mother requested that I wear a biking helmet when I went inner tubing, snow tubing with my youth group because <laughs> she knew someone who got hurt. Yeah. And I agreed because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I <laughs> definitely was the only person on the mountain in a bike helmet. <laughs> I guess I get it if there's a lot of trees bike around helmet. maybe, but if it's just... It's straight up, yeah, yeah. sledding well, helmet. Yeah, okay. Huh, I, don't, I wonder if I missed their helmets. Maybe they weren't as bright as my bike helmet. I, one time we went sledding in Colorado, um, on like a very, very long hill. Like okay. it took like five minutes to walk up and then it was like a, oh, I think it's say five minutes to go down. Walking up, that seems normal. No, typically five it'd minutes? be like 45 seconds to walk up a hill, maybe a minute. For just sledding, just like a little wooden sled. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of like on a ski mountain. No, where no, there's no, no, also no. Tubing. no. Like we were ten. Gotcha. We're just sledding. 
on a hill. Um, and we were having so much fun. And then at one point, my mom and I decided to go together. Because I was... I was never going very fast. <laughs> and, my, mm-hmm. and sometimes I would, like, stop before the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Just, like, inexplicably. And my brothers were like, what are you, why are you bad at sledding? And so you my mom was like, maybe if we're both on the sled together so there's more weight, you'll go fast. Mm-hmm. Which worked. But then when we got to the bottom of the hill, somehow... So she was in the back. I was in the front. When we got to the bottom... She, like, fell off the back or rolled off. And so then the back, like, flipped up. And then, basically, I dove face forward and, like, my head was buried in the snow. <laughs> and your body was outside the snow. Yeah. So you, you um, ostriched. <laughs> yeah. Good. And we're like, well, that worked. We went really fast. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So... Classic. Classic. Classic Potter family story. We tell it at our awkward family dinners. <laughs> but it, it shows that more weight will go faster. That's also like yeah. important information for the sledding one. But only if people stay on the sled equal amounts of time. Right. So, yeah, it seems like maybe there. But the sled artwork, these cardboard boxes, I thought was so fun. Mm-hmm. They were like parade floats. Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. It was like a... It was the, called the box race. Mm-hmm. When she was handed a flyer for it, it said, like, box race. And you take an enormous cardboard box, like a refrigerator box, and decorate it into a sled. Which then, like, you only end up using, like, 10% of that original box. I think there's a lot of folding Maybe. for, like, the shark. Um, but yeah, so they decorated theirs like a raft because they both loved Tom Sawyer. Yep. And it looked great. It looked great. I mean, if this was a real thing, they would never look that amazing. So I just want to give a kudos to the art department on yeah. on those boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they she just keeps being mean. I think, I think past the point where... Typically, there'd be like a, oh, I'm starting to get into you. Yeah. It goes longer than most rom-coms. Yeah. She, usually, they like it doesn't last much past the meet-cute. Yeah. There's or like... In her case, the mean-cute. The mean... <laughs> right? <laughs> There's the mean-cute. Right. Then they find out they have to work together. Then they have one more fight... And then things start to soften up. Like, that's how it should have gone. Right. But they were still having, like, really insulting fights, like, an hour into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's never reading a book. Um, Except the the hockey hockey book. Jinx. Did they show her reading it? Yeah, Yeah. like, flipping through. Oh, they did. Okay, okay. Um... And they also have those uh, book chats. Which it's a, well, yes, yes. There's a book club slash podcast that they're trying to get off the ground. Um, and you I have an going? opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, I want, you go ahead because we had the same well, thought. No, Speaking this of is a new choose. one that I just thought of. Oh. Her book chats, the books she's choosing to talk about are mostly high school required reading. Right. Yeah. So she's just going back to her books she read in high school. 
Yeah, I don't think new. she's read anything since senior no. year of high school. Well, because how would she Boy, know what's possibly. come out? She doesn't have the internet. Um, but there's <laughs> a, a moment. Gatsby. Reference books. Tom uh, Sawyer. War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Dracula. Oh, I forgot about they, Dracula. Because they mentioned that Dracula was next week. And I wish that I had actually... Elena's read Dracula. I love Dracula, so I wish that they had actually talked about that one. Anyway, there's a moment <laughs> where she's like, she's being so mean to Adam, but then they go to this book chat, and her brother starts talking, and you see her look at her brother, and it was like, oh, she she's in love with him. <laughs> yeah. She's in love with her brother, Tyler. <laughs> it's That's awkward. Yeah. Like, I think what, I'm, what they were probably going for was like, she's in her happy place. Like, she's at peace. <laughs> She's right. talking about talking about books, but imagery in lost generation literature. But she, yeah, Hermine and her brother's really cute. <laughs> so like I could see it. And then he's like, my favorite thing about Great Gatsby is the color imagery, and I was like, mine too. And then Rachel Lee Cook was like, mm. tell me more, bro. Hey, those. I mean, the all the book chats made me mad because a why are they called like it's a book club call it a book club yeah like people are like a book chat what's that it's a book club (laughs) also it happens every week maybe that's the name of their podcast but it doesn't become a podcast until later like that's one of the ideas that tyler has to save the business guys why weren't they wearing helmets (laughs) and also they meet every week they meet every That's an week. an aggressive book club. Yeah. And talk about books that they've read far in the past. That's why there's only... Because yeah. she would just pick out the book. Right. Like, like, uh, Tonight one. we're going to talk about this. I've read them all. That's why there's only three people there. Because they're like, well, you gave us a week to read Dracula. <laughs> right. I feel like she doesn't even tell people until... Like, the day of. I think it's possible. Like, they arrive at 12 hours before. And she's like, And she's like, oh, no, no, done. no. I just tell you about it. You don't read it. That's why it's a chat. It's not a club. They're not allowed to talk. She's just talking at them. Which it's true. No one in the book club ever has talked. And the very last one that's a podcast is just her on the... Yeah. yeah, Just the hockey player. Which, it's really they don't want to pay people more than the cost of extras. Right. But no one in the book club has ever talked. (laughs) Nope. Just the hockey player when he showed up. Book chats. And she does also read travel books. Yep. Like And calls them good books. Like she read She's Australia. Like she was reading <laughs> Australia. Like or she points it out Bali at the beginning. And then Australia yeah. And that was odd to me because typically you don't really like look at a travel book until you're like, Oh, I'm going to this place. Yeah. I'm really interested in going there. And you don't read it like page one to page 500. And then you don't you recommend go. it to someone and say, this is a good book. <laughs> yeah. read someone that. Not, like someone who's like, I've never even considered Australia. Well, you should read the travel book. Because it's I mean, amazing. Travel books are mostly just bullet lists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, this place, here's the address, oh, here's this. the hours. Here's how you get guys. <laughs> well, here's the neighborhood, here's the map. That's why when she finds the internet, she's going to lose her mind. <laughs> she knows, it like, will be the best book she's ever read. She knows, like, the subway systems in every country. She mentions yeah. liking Wuthering Heights. Hmm. 
So she's read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I was wrong in calling her out for not reading. I just would have liked to see her we just at see home on like no, a but Friday see, you reading a book. You're speaking my language because I bring this up every time a bookstore is portrayed in popular culture because they're what always happens is this, where they sit around talking about Dracula and Wuthering Heights. It's like, it's no. Pride and Prejudice. People <laughs> in bookstores read new books. That's why we're there. That's yeah. the coolest part, is that you get all the new books right away. Um, and so any time it's like a scene in a bookstore where all the employees are just like, War and Peace is better. No, Anna Karenina is better. It's like, no. Yeah, the, the staff <laughs> recommendations at any bookstore are never Wuthering Heights and yeah. War and Peace. No, no. it's all just like, <laughs> that person wouldn't all... be hired. <laughs> they would be oh like, you just, you just Googled books and then wrote down the first title. Yeah, and top. customers always come into bookstores and go, ugh, like, it must be so great working here. You might, you guys must just read all the time. And as soon as they leave, we're all like, ugh. <laughs> okay, so this movie did really tap into how much bookstore employees hate customers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. It, but ow, but you didn't your, oh, because they avoided them. But <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you guys still talk to them and try to make sales. Yeah. But then talk about them after they leave. sure. That's the difference. (laughs) We did see her interacting with the one customer at the beginning, and I think that's the one she told, like, read Australia. Oh, you gotta read Australia. (laughs) So she recommends travel books. And then... Your joy is The only other customer interaction that we see is her with, uh, what's his name? Adam? Adam? Adam, when he wants coffee. At the beginning. And that's yeah. the only other customer interaction we in, see. Yeah. In the mean crew. At the 40th... <laughs> <laughs> Trademark! Mean cruel. I think mean cute. Because um, mean cruel... I, I feel like for Kathy Cowley... <laughs> We really haven't, you know, we haven't talked about his uh, relationship with Erica. Uh, Or the brother. Or the brother. Yeah, he has a whole life. Yeah, he has a whole life. But, I mean, that's why I was saying I like her parts better because I can laugh more at that family. Like, the brother didn't do anything memorable for me. Well, he just kept popping up and <laughs> yeah. being weird. Her brother or no, his, no, his Adam's brother. brother. Yeah, his, yeah. Oh, he they was did everywhere. dig into his yeah. foster life. And he my was like comment. a weird Mr. Ripley, where he's just like, "Hey, what are you <laughs> he doing here?" I don't. I don't remember his name. <laughs> he's always around whenever they're back in Adam's world. The brother's there. Yeah. What was that the hockey though? party? Well, mm-hmm. that he was grew up a foster child, but mm-hmm. that you know one family like got him involved in hockey, and I just think that's a very expensive sport, you know, to because if he said uh-huh. he was always switching families, like then would he move to a new family and he'd be like, well, you've got to put me in hockey, 
And then they were like, well, we've got to buy you skates. We've got to get you a... Yeah. I mean, good. I was just concerned about it. Yeah, and it also made me wonder about about his brother. Like, is this the foster brother from that family? Or... Because it it feels like he would say, my brother and I Or were they teammates? Because that guy had also played hockey. That's yeah, I and maybe that... I feel like because then oh. he said something about like why don't at the beginning he's like why don't you play anymore and he's like well I got traded here and then I met my wife and we had a kid and... but he's still at the VIP party yeah maybe Which he is works weird. there or something because he also it's like Erica's brother drops into no, uh, Erica's office at one point Erica's like the owner's daughter who also manages yeah. the team. She's sort of in charge of Adam's suspension mm-hmm. and when when and whether he's coming yeah. back. And her father wants Adam off the team. <laughs> and but we know she's... that because of a single facial expression. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm sorry. I disagree. At the beginning, he's like, well, we'll talk to your father. And she's like, I just talked to him and he talked me out of kicking you off the team. Oh, that's what it was? You're yeah. sure? Okay. It, Erica wanted well, him off. The dad... Talked her into a suspension. Okay. I I apologize for. I mean, ruining weird. it for it's those weird out there. Adam was very mm-hmm. likable, but then his sort of like, yeah. really? Yeah. I, I thought he him. was so oh, charming. He was likable. He was likable. I don't find him so charming. Okay. He's like. He did have that quilt line that you liked. I know it's my Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, so we'll get to that <laughs> later. Save that in the vault. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought he was funny. I, I would love, he, yeah. I wish he had a, a little, um, nicer lady to work with. <laughs> to act against. Yeah. I, at one point, thought, I wish that she was being played by Holly Hunter. And I wish that he was being played by, um, mm-hmm. Duchovny. Can I tell you what's odd? Is I thought David I thought her voice was like Holly Hunter. There were moments where it sounded like it, and that's why I I was like, I wish it was her. (laughs) So I know I'd have to like choose like a younger or whatever, but a Holly Hunter and a David Duchovny would be a fun. She had that sort of thing that's sort of like Holly Hunter, where like she delivers a line, like she can't help but say it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it kind of like escapes from her mouth and she's like oh. and she kind of looks around embarrassed she's like I just read Weathering Heights for the fifth time yes and then like looks side to side like well it's <gasps> so weird yeah but Ellie Hunter also has joy yeah <laughs> that they can, she's capable yeah of being happy <laughs> you still like want to be around her she would have had a relationship with the college friend <laughs> But that was both of their, both the college friend and uh, Mary just didn't want this relationship. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, here's well, the thing, like, if you're, I like, like Janet more. really high strung and, like, don't beat around people, but you know that about yourself, you can still be, like, an endearing person. Mm-hmm. But she was those things, but then was also very condescending. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually liked the brother, Tyler, and the friend, Janet, 
better. Tyler was great. I would have liked their story. Yeah. I think I just liked them as people. Interesting, because usually the two main leads only get, like, one friend each. And in this one, they each had, like, two. And then family. So it was almost just, like, too much for everybody to handle. Like, they couldn't have Tyler and Janet and the hockey friend and Erica all being supporting. Yeah. They're like, we haven't thought about that many personalities. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Erica also dated Adams. They had this, like, yeah. tense history. Oh, yeah. How fun. So fun. Um, so anyway, in the end, um, they fall in love. Well, there's a party. There's a party. So it's all leading up to <sighs> this 40th anniversary party for the bookstore. Um, Which sounds like it's just going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, you would think it is going to be huge, like, Which this it, is thousands my of people would be there. They talk this is about my it favorite part for the whole movie. Yeah, and this yeah. is my favorite part of this Hallmark experience, because Brian has never seen a Hallmark movie. Janet and I know what's coming. A real <laughs> bummer of a balloon get-together. And <laughs> we, we're, like, going through the last commercials before we get there, and Brian goes, there's only ten minutes left in this movie. I hope I'm about to see this party. They've been talking about it for two hours. Like, this thing's going to be huge. And I was like, oh, no. Poor Brian. We're going to see 15 people in a bookstore. Yeah. yeah. And she's all that. You know, you hear about the prom, and you get to the prom, and everyone's there, and it's a yeah. big party. Yeah, this didn't have a theater release. No. No, yeah. it didn't. It had... Eight people in the bookstore. Yeah. Probably five more extras than were in an earlier scene where business was booming. Yeah. They've now added five additional background actors. And Mary's mom was doing story time at the party. It's like, you can't even help. You're making your mom show up and work and you're not doing anything. So, and there's this, like, ridiculous, like, throwing logs on the drama fire right before where Mary's like... Guys, I went through the numbers again last night. Which, again, she was up all night. Terrible with those numbers. And she's like, and I figured out if we're not incredibly successful with this party, we're going to have to close the bookstore. What are you talking about? What does incredibly successful with this party even exactly. mean? It doesn't say a number. It doesn't look like they're encouraging the sale of books at the party. They no, just want people they're, around. It's just like, guys, if we're not popular, I don't know what we're going to do. It's like, because one of the things that's happening at the party is that if you bring a book to donate to the library, you get a 20% off coupon for the store. What? Charge the people money. <laughs> You got them here. Now get them yeah, bills. This is like a save they, the bookstore party. These are your biggest right. fans. <laughs> you know, it's your anniversary. Charge them yeah. full price. We also have forgot. a raffle. Don't give them steep <laughs> discounts. Yeah. Have a raffle. We it also forgot insane. a key moment earlier in the film when they decide to put the coffee truck outside of the bookstore. Oh, yeah. And they offer a deal to And customers. by they, we mean Adam, because he was so upset about this. Coffee. Adam and the PR team set up that, 
um, if you buy a cup of, or if you buy a book, then you get a free cup of coffee. And for this reason, three, <laughs> three people, they've hired three background actors to wait in line for the bookstore to open. Now they're waiting in line, which means the bookstore is probably opening late. Yeah. Like, she's not a very good bookstore owner, then. She's not. Is yeah. she getting there late? Because if it's not going to open for 20 minutes... You'd walk away. You'd just buy a coffee. Well, I or, or that truck wasn't selling coffee. You had to buy a book to get the coffee. Yeah, that's which what it makes, made it seem like. Which makes this coffee $20 coffee. <laughs> People it say is, Starbucks is a rip I mean, but this come is... On. This is the truth. And here's the deal. I don't know. People are at stupid. this point, close your bookstore. Open a coffee shop. <laughs> that is the market in this town. <laughs> Give up on your dreams. You it's time. If what you want Stop is a successful bu- Well, it wasn't even her dream, it was her parents. Yeah, it's her whole wrong. And at one point. Okay, I'm going to bring my tone down. I'm starting to sound a little mean, angry, cruel. Bring it Um, down to Rachel Lee Cook levels. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mean! Um, There's a point where she... He can't make the party. um, And she's like, It's time that I fail or succeed on my own. I feel like you've been doing that. Yeah. And we know that it's fail. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You only started succeeding when Adam showed up with his free coffee. Right. There's. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Not great business. Yeah. Well. Per usual. President Love. I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot at this movie. It was better than Love on the Slopes. Well, I mean, yeah. And and here's the deal. All of these seasons start out painful. Yeah. And then by the end, it ends on such a great note. Yeah. So we had that with Harvest Wedding was the best of that harvest season. Yeah. And then we went through Countdown to Christmas, and we didn't even get to the end because Christmas came and yeah. we were in, at our families. But the last one we saw, Holly Lodge, <clears throat> mm-hmm. was... The best one. Yeah. And the first one, Merry Merry Christmas, was atrocious. Terrible. So, yeah, they get better. So, now we've started Winterfest, and I think it's already a step up from the first one. Yeah. With the extreme sports hmm. debacle. They queue them up. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. There's a... I mean, that's what... So that's what Janet's charts would say if we were at her PR. So Hallmark <laughs> definitely a Hallmark story. now has a winter series, oh, and then will they go into Winterfest. a, a Valentine series of films? Countdown to Valentine's Day, and then there will be Valentine's focused new films. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There's a new movie every Saturday. Wow. During the year, and then more at Christmas. So yeah, right now it's Winterfest. So there were there are going to be four, I think just four Winterfest movies. And then uh, Countdown to Valentine's Day, which is probably two or three weeks. Wow. And then it'll be something springy. Yeah. Welcome aboard the Hallmark <laughs> train. A it's two a machine. Two. Well, we're going. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's Hall of Fame it. Hall of Shame it. Starting with shame? 
Or fame. Um, I don't really... Let's start in with fame. Great. Do you know yours, Brian? Yeah, mine's pretty simple. Uh, I really liked... Uh, what's his name? Adam. Uh-huh. Adam. His uh, brown leather coat. Oh! <laughs> I wish you could see Janet's face, podcast world. I, this is amazing. I like wanted that coat, and yeah. I think I don't know. Props to the wardrobe department. I liked his style throughout the whole movie, and I would gladly take it. Yeah, we yeah. often give out half of my Hall of Fame's leather. I mean, his coat was really nice. I noticed he looks great. I didn't notice it at all. What? It's a nice coat. No, I think when he shows up at the end and Tyler's like, Mary's not here. That's all. No, I think of that uh, wool one that he's on the ice for. He had that too. He's got overall, you know. They put some money into that wardrobe budget. They sure did. Well, way to go, He looks great. Okay. Did he take yours, Janet? What? Did he take yours? Did he take your Hall of Fame? Oh, no. <laughs> you looked at me like, did he take your jacket? Is, that, take- is that what you thought I was saying? <laughs> I thought maybe... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> Hall of Fame <laughs> was from Tyler. Love him. The funny brother. When he decides to turn book chats into a podcast... And Mary's like, oh, that makes me nervous, like, talking in front of people, like, I wanted to say, and he goes, don't worry, I'll edit out the parts where you embarrass the family and bring the bookstore to ruination. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That's rough. This family's got barbs. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they do it like, <laughs> this is a harsh family. Dinner. family. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> It was this week's Screaming on the Inside. (laughs) Uh, And my Hall of Fame is also a line of dialogue. um, Said by a male, unfortunately. Give the ladies funny lines! Um, But when they're talking about books... Yeah, which is the whole movie. What am I talking about? Quilting. I I know, I know. Um, (laughs) So, the... The quilting book that he bought in order to get coffee, which he never received during the me cruel. He references an hour later into the film um, when she asked him to do something. She's telling him to read uh, War of the Worlds for next week's book chat. Yes, and he says, I don't know, I've got a couple chapters left in the quilting books, and I gotta see how it ends. (laughs) And I loved that line. It was really funny. Gotta see how it ends. Yeah. And then Elena screamed, that's a funny line, seven times. I didn't scream it. I just stated it. That's a funny line. Like, what's it doing in this film? How did it get in there? That's a funny line. Just like that. Increasing I, in volume. I really thought they'd bring it all together with that quilting book. Yeah. And maybe not with him making the quilt. But then when they showed that scarf. Yeah. I he could have been like, I'm the one that sewed all of these scarves. 
twenty thousand <laughs> that we're gonna give us a giveaway at a hockey game. We're losing more money for the next. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, Hall of Shame. Uh, you know, we already talked about it, but for me, it's uh, just that 40th anniversary party. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, it's, they talk about it the entire movie. It's going to save the business. From, I think before they even, when they first meet Janet... Mm-hmm. You know, and they say, like, she's like, well, what, you know, and she's thinking what we can do. I think they're like, oh, well, we've got this 40th anniversary party coming right. up. And I don't even see any work that ever went into this party. Someone they bought a few balloons. balloons. <laughs> yeah. There's book chats already. <laughs> they just made sure more people came to the store one night. But it wasn't, yeah. like, right. a big event. Here's the thing, because when Janet first um, suggested 40th anniversary party... Mary says, we don't have the money. Mm. What about that party did they not have the money for? I don't know. (laughs) They did have a stage outside. (laughs) They did have a stage outside. They needed to get more involved in the community. That's the moment where you're like, we've been around for 40 years. Can you donate? And you get connected. I... Oh, and they're terrible at event planning. It's just yeah. all the parties. They just the, partner with the library, yeah. Yeah. which isn't going to... That's, that's not, not going to help. <laughs> and the VIP party. I, just the parties in general. The VIP party was Boy. 12 people, and they did not appear to be VIPs. And no one was having fun. <laughs> No, it was just, and it was just like, like in a little area at the arena. Like, yeah, this is for the shouldn't VIP, a VIP hockey team. Shouldn't a VIP yeah. party be like somewhere really fancy? <clears throat> or if you're gonna do it on the ice, you don't decorate with just balloons. Like you have like the lighting set up for the hockey game. Yeah, yeah. why is the same? Why are the same people decorating the VIP party as the 40th anniversary bookstore party? I want you to know that I could have knocked it out of the park on both of these events and stayed on budget. I hope so. In fact, I could have beaten it. Well, that's my that's my shame. Yeah, that's very valid. Uh, can, mine actually kind of piggybacks on it. Okay. So I'm going to just cut you off completely. But my hall of shame is the graphic design on the poster. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you hated that. I really did. The way that they were trying to advertise, which one, they put the posters up the day before the event, practically. It was like that week. It was that week when was, she finally is explaining to them what the 40th anniversary party is. Because she didn't have any ideas. Yeah. She kept being like, we still need the signature idea. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be uh, a get it. big one. It's going to be amazing. She didn't find out until the party, which yeah. she, she's not involved. Um, so they, they're putting up these posters, and when they first put it up, I cannot figure out what it's for because this poster is not for a fun event. This poster is like an ad for flea collars or possibly some sort of medication. It's just like two sad white people in sweaters in the background and like a little snowflake graphic in the corner. It is there. There's no connection to books. Like it is such yeah. a bad poster. There's not a picture of the store. He's not in a jersey. 
<laughs> it is such a bad marketing poster. I, I feel like it I was believe? the like the unused uh, promo shots, like from the movie shoot. I am <laughs> angry about it. I believe the graphic in the top left reads "40th anniversary." But it looks the like it's their the 40th anniversary. Yeah, so it's <laughs> same thing. Like 30-year-old people are having their 40th Adam and anniversary. Mary. What? It's so bad. It is such... And yeah, have, it's just a... It's like a full body shot of the two of them just standing next to each other. It is an and odd to have an poster. art team knock it out of the park on those amazing sleds. And then just totally whiff it on that poster. Yeah. It must have been that day of filming. They were like, shoot, we forgot to make, we need to like make a quick poster. Yeah. And they chose that. I think so. Because also the poster for the box race was very, it was like the same color and was just words. Like maybe the art department got so into making the sleds that then they're like, "What's all, what else is on the list? Yeah, what would and then be, they're like, two posters. What would be cool is if someone on the art department could actually contact us and just send a quick note just let us know and what let happened. us know what happened Let's if it happened was like, yeah. because as we said, you know, we thought your sleds were excellent. Uh, so we want to know what happened that day that just the posters weren't yeah, just let us up to just, par. Maybe, maybe that's what the, that was like the intern's project. <laughs> it's like Rachel Lee Cook's niece. She's a freshman at RISD. They're Sorry, like, I cut you off while you were saying our email address. <laughs> Is this something you want? Was to it happen? Hallmark Listen. Call of Shame we at want Gmail? the art department to yeah. contact us. Hallmark yeah. Call of Shame. At Gmail. Maybe that is actually you know we read at the beginning that Rachel Lee Cook had an idea <laughs> that sparked it all. Maybe all she said was, "I have an idea for a poster with a man and a woman on it," and then that sparked sweaters. the whole let's, movie. let's figure out how we got there. <laughs> happened and then that article that you read from from HuffPost is her like and it's exactly how it's I enchanting. pictured it. How this thing I spoke came out exactly how I pictured all of it, which I think is such a slap in the face to the person who put in the work of writing the script and actually coming up with a funny line of I got to see how the quilting book ends. See the quilting book ends. Uh, and yet not, speaking of my Hallmark Call of Shame. Mm -hmm. So obviously at the very last minute, Adam is required to go to this VIP hockey party. And he has to skip the anniversary. He's feeling conflicted about it. And then he has to give a speech at the hockey party. And then obviously the speech ends up being about like, you know what? I've realized that I need to be somewhere else. But this is the climactic moment of that speech. He says, I love hockey, and I love my team, but what I've realized, but I'm starting to realize what's also important, and I'm going to go take it. Get it. Get it. I'm going to go get it. And he leaves, and then he gets a slow clap, and it was like, what? No, everyone's just confused now, bro. I feel like he forgot his line. Like, he not be like, but now, like, I've always loved hockey, but I've never 
loved a woman. <laughs> and now I do. Like, use the word love again. There's just, come on. There's also wrote like a, that a missed opportunity in him saying, in him, like, finding family. Yeah. Because we have that, like, childhood trauma that can now experience healing. That's true. <laughs> and they kind of just, like, threw that out there as this, like, like me for sympathy, but yeah. actually, like, built it into the core of who he was. Yeah. Which is a missed opportunity there. Yeah, and, like, when he's nice to the kid at the sled race, he's like, well, I know what it's like to not have a father around. It's like, well, yeah, you know what it's like to not have a father. Like, he was just, like, he sort of casually tossed it back in that he didn't have family. But it was like, yeah. That- it's weird that they gave him that, like that serious of a backstory and then without treating it yeah with more like respect yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh man got real ish well maybe we should end on hall of fames maybe we should remember that for next time or we could end coming up with more plots to go with the title frozen in love <laughs> oh like a framing device <laughs> Because <laughs> we started. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been thinking about the rival penguin trainers the whole time in my head. Oh, my god. I think it's a great... I can't believe Hallmark... Well, I guess animals are too hard to work with. They're probably going to do it. What How if about they should have someone who's zoo. cryogenically frozen? Yeah, Han Solo. Yeah. I could see that. We could also... Or Disney. What if two people... Encino Man. ...fell... In love mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, or we see they're in love at the beginning of the movie, and they're on a pond, okay. and they fall into the ice, and they freeze, and then it this just is- tells the whole story that led up to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real tragedy. Like six months <laughs> Okay, that would be a lifetime. That's not a hallmark. <laughs> Well, maybe at the end, though, there's a little twist, and you see someone, like, hitting the ice, and they get them out, out and they're fine. Oh! This is dramatic! Yeah. Embracing. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. There's lots of ways you can freeze in love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll think of some more, and, uh... We'll be back. We'll get back to you. <laughs> we'll Email us you. your plot your synopsis plot for that title. Or perhaps what you would have called this movie, which is about <laughs> books and hockey. I would have called it, what the puck? <laughs> Me and Crow- Oh! Here's the other thing I want to say. This is my Hall of Fame runner-up. Oh, okay. So... Um, when Janet is convincing both Adam and Mary that, like, they should work together for PR, and she's giving them both little pep talks, and she says to Mary, played by Rachel Lee Cook, it's like you're Henry Higgins, and he's Eliza Doolittle. Which is My Fair Lady, based on Pygnalion, and Rachel Lee Cook is famous for She's All That, which was also based on Pygmalion. Oh... So I wonder if that was a little that. cute little nod. Did you guys like She's All That? No. I remember going to see the film, 
back in 1999 uh-huh. and being disappointed. Oh, yeah. Because it, I loved the preview. The preview is the best movie. <laughs> Her going down the, the stairs to that Six Pence None the Richer song. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs that. Yeah, that song was uh, When I was in grad school, my friends and I did a day-long movie marathon of movies that end at prom. <laughs> best day of my life. Amazing. Top ten. So fun. It does have a good line in it. I like in the movie when... When they Paul say Walker's it. in it. Yeah, and he actually says the line, oh. I think. And they go like, his dad owns Harrison Ford. The car place, not the actor. And I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good line. <laughs> I love that that stuck with you. That's a good line. That's I always funny. just think of Freddie Prince Jr. doing that performance art with the hacky sack. Hacky and him going, sack. sack, don't let it drop. <laughs> Hacky sack, don't, so... don't drop the hacky sack. <laughs> it's so bad. And they do like, a, they have a like performance art thing before it, yeah. too. Oh, right. It, it is rough. And, oh, there's another good line in the movie, too, okay. where Taylor Vaughn, that's the villain female character, oh and she says, uh, yeah, you know, Lainey Boggs, Taylor Vaughn. Um, Amazing. Uh, but she says... Uh, she she tells Lainey that she is a waste of perfectly good yearbook space, and that is also <laughs> that is a really good line. Sounds like you love I like a few lines. I think it has some good clever lines, but I don't think it's a great movie. Sounds like at he first you didn't like she's all that, but then you really started now to, now now started to care. Yeah. But maybe like the fifteenth time you saw it, and then your friends are like, "You're not still watching she's all that," and you're like, "You know what? I love her." Yeah. All right, this has been all my conversation. Thank you for being here, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we think you're great. You're a delight. (laughs) Frozen in love. Now we're going to freeze.